Welcome back, everyone, to an outrageously special episode of Seaweed Brain. Today, we are celebrating finishing the Heroes of Olympus. It is our season two finale. We've got tons of friends here to celebrate with us, fellow Percy Jackson podcasters that you know and love. We've got discussion questions submitted by you, the listener, and we've got trivia questions created by us for y'all to play along with at home. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to our season two finale, aka Celebrating Finishing Heroes of Olympus. It is Monday, June 6th, as we are recording this. And a fun fact is that we released our first podcast episode for Seaweed Brain on June 9th, 2020. So this is almost exactly two years later. This is basically a second birthday party for us. We are so excited to have a bunch of friends here to celebrate this delightful, at times stressful, mostly very rewarding podcasting experience that Carter and I have been undergoing for the past couple of years. So let's go around and say hello. We've got Darian. Hi, everybody. I'm Darian. I'm one half of Podcast of Poseidon. And we've got Meg. Hi, I'm one half of the Monstrous Woman podcast. Woohoo! We've got Robert. Hi, I'm the damn meme page and also one fifth of entering Storybrook. Nice. We've got Owen. Hello. Uh, through the mist. There you go. <laughs> We've got Kate. Uh, hey, I'm from the damn snack bar. I run it with my sister. Who's at work today? Yay. And we've got making her seaweed brain debut, Lachlan. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lachlan. One half of We Actually Vaporized Our Podcast and so excited for my debut. And last but not least, it's Carter. Hi, still here. Hi, everyone. <laughs> that reminded me a little bit of, you know, and So You Think You Can Dance when they do the live shows and they like flash their name on the screen. Yes, and they Kat do, like, Dealey's an, Yeah, and they do like an eight count of dance while Cat Dealey's like, and Carter. And you like whack your face and then run off stage. That's a little bit what that felt like. That's a good reference because it's back on TV right now. It is. It's happening right now. Fox. Not that I have cable television capable of watching So You Think You Can Dance on Fox TV, but I wish I did. Shout out to Cat Dealey. Okay. And Jojo Siwa. Happy Pride. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to be diving right in today with some discussion questions that I reached out to our listeners to send to us via Twitter and Instagram and then do a little bit of trivia. We can just go ahead, Carter. I don't know if you have the outline up and pick any of these discussion questions. I didn't put them in a particular order. I feel like this is a good starting question. Why don't we just go around and have everyone share their favorite moment in the series? I'm guessing the series here should mean Heroes of Olympus, Heroes of Olympus for the purposes of this event. Robert. <laughs> um, hands down for me, favorite moment of Heroes of Olympus. I think peak Percy Jackson, the character, not the book series. It's when he makes his bet against Phineas the Seer in, oh God, what was it? It was... Son of Neptune. No, what town? Seattle, I think, right? No, not Seattle. Um, Portland, I think. Portland, right? there we go. That's what it was. In Portland, I thought it was peak Percy Jackson where he's just risking it all, where he's like, I'll just wage my life. It's okay. It's what I, I have one of those. What, what do I got to lose? 
Oh my gosh. I was just rereading that section as I was scrolling through every PDF of the Heroes of Olympus looking for trivia <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> and I was reminded of how excellent that scene is with Phineas and how badass Percy is. Darian. Mine is definitely one of the last Reina chapters where she has her final stand against Orion and then the goddesses bless her her cloak and it is all gold and magical and she just kicks his ass and it's so good and so powerful and also just hearing y'all read that section on the podcast made me weep openly absolutely fabulous truly few things have made me more emotional than reading reina's povs in the blood of olympus megan this is incredibly inconsequential to the plot of the series, but I love when at the very end, they're all at Camp Half-Blood after the battle, and Nico just walks up to Percy and is like, I used to have a crush on you, but actually I'm done with it, and then high-fives Annabeth and skips off we to just, Wilson. like In the episode that was right before this just covered that, but I don't think we talked about it nearly enough, so please run your mouth about that moment. Um, well, actually on the episode that you two were on my podcast, I stated that it was a lie on Nico's part, yes. because Will is just Percy with blonde hair, and I stand by that fact. Yes. We were struggling to come to an appropriate citation for that. I think in the episode that we just did about that, we mentioned this. That like, oh really? I, I think we, we were like, like struggling to place it. We're like, someone just talked to us about this. That, and yeah. It's true. Like this is a lie. It was Megan. It was citation. Now the citation will be out there. <laughs> this moment lives rent free in my head all the time because it's simultaneously Nico like coming out of his trauma. It's also him dissing Percy, which Percy needs a little bit. Yeah. Especially I think coming from Nico. And it's just hilarious because I think Will has a little less trauma, but overall, incredibly similar to Percy. <laughs> like, if Will is Percy with blonde hair, then what does that make Magnus? Annabeth, but a boy. <laughs> yeah. Magnus is more like a dumber Annabeth. And I don't even mean dumb in a <laughs> derogatory way, just like a himbo Annabeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But Kate. Mine is also inconsequential, and it's just like that one tiny scene where Annabeth drops her knife off the side of the <gasps> wherever they are, yes. and then Percy like picks it up off the bottom. Like you drop this inconsequential. Oh, I mean, it doesn't like affect the plot really in any way, but oh. I just love it because they're still like teammates after being away from each other all that time. Absolutely, that was iconic. Yeah, yes. yeah, that Percybeth <laughs> moment happened in my home state, and I feel incredibly proud of that. So. That makes me super cool. <laughs> Wait, that's really going to test my knowledge. Yeah. South Carolina? Yes, correct. Yes. <laughs> the only Percy Jackson thing in Florida is the Party Ponies Miami. <laughs> <laughs> the only Percy Jackson thing in Hawaii is the Party Ponies Hawaii chapter that shows up in the last Olympian. Well, you guys are all beating me. So, like... <laughs> There's nothing in mind. I mean, technically, like, <laughs> a decent amount of the beginning and end of Sea of Monsters happens in Florida because Grover gets kidnapped in St. Augustine. That's true. And they and they yeah. come back to shore and have that initial fight with Luke in Florida. Is Cersei's spa in Florida? Like, off the coast. It's on an island. Like, it's yeah. in the sea. You need a triangle. If, that's, if you count that as Florida, then yeah. I feel like you should. <laughs> I feel like that's on brand for Florida. <laughs> oh, and do you have one that you want to share? I've been thinking, I've got like two. One of them is just, I think it's partly because of the American cover for The Son of Neptune. And it's just that, mm. the, the scene with yeah, the stabbing of the eagle and the scene of Percy just falling off that. I just think it, it visually is just awesome. Yeah. And then the other one that I've thought of is also in The Son of Neptune, 
and uh, it's when Percy meets Nico again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the handshake. I'm Nico. Nice to meet you. The lies. <laughs> I, re- I remember reading that and going, "Are oh, you little? <laughs> you little, Lachlan." I've I've been trying to pick mine. I've gone through so many, and I feel like they're all controversial in some parts of the fandom. So it's very risky of what which ones I pick. <laughs> Choose the most controversial one, please. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess in my mind, this is the most controversial because I've seen the most complaints about it. Um, the judo flip reunion oh, because oh I waited, gosh. I waited for so long to have my Percy Beth back together. I was like, yes, this is hilarious. Look at them going after it and just. I will not be acknowledging that that is controversial. That is simply an excellent moment. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. She thought Mm -hmm. he was still invulnerable at the time. So it's valid. Yeah. I guess in case some (laughs) of our listeners are just like blissfully like unaware of the more like heinous side of the Percy Jackson fandom, there is a large group of people who are saying that that is a scene that exhibits the fact that Annabeth is abusive towards Percy. Yeah, slow nods. Nope. Slow nods all around. I also do want to point out that if Annabeth, I don't know if it was ever brought up between like Mark of Athena through Blood of Olympus that Percy lost the Curse of Achilles. Like, I don't know if he ever mentioned that to anyone. Like, Annabeth will be like, oh, Percy can be the front of like the battle because he's invulnerable. And she's like, and he's like, actually, babe, I kind of lost the Curse of Achilles. I don't think it's explicitly stated. Yeah, the first time he starts bleeding, I think she would realize. Also, the stronger you are, if you judo flip someone, you can just kind of like gently lay them down. You don't have to like break their neck as you slam them into the ground. So imagine they were on the grass for me, not the concrete. Did she flip him from standing in front of him and then flipped him behind her? Or was she, did she turn around and flip him in front of her? It was in front because they were running towards each other to hug. And then she grabs him and flips him. Well, they kiss first. That's right. But then, so by the time he lands, which way is she facing? Is she facing him or away from him? She's facing Facing him him. on the ground. Definitely facing him. If she was facing away from him, she would have, like, picked him up and just threw him over her head. (laughs) I'm I'm picturing them facing one another, and then Annabeth steps in, turns around so that she can grab Percy over her shoulder. And then throws Percy down on the ground. So he's looking up at her, and then it's, like, the same position that they're in when she says, you drool when you sleep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Love that. (laughs) Um, okay, here's a question. Shout out to at Emma.rw.warnick who asked, what is your absolute favorite Persebeth moment from any of the Heroes of Olympus books? So for those of you who didn't say a Persebeth moment to the last question, you are now going to be required to tell me a Persebeth moment. <laughs> the knife. The knife. Okay, fine. fine <laughs> the knife is a good, one. good answer. It's a good answer. The knife is very good, but I'm I'm basic, and it's was just about the best underwater kiss of all time has got to be it for me. Okay. I think falling into Tartarus. <laughs> also a very strong answer. It's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you that beat was pretty that. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy when Annabeth finds out in Battle of Labyrinth that it's her quest, and then Percy like walks into her cabin and just like everybody else walks out and he just like hugs her. That's my favorite. <gasps> oh wow. That's, That's a good an answer. Extra good one. Oh my god. Because mm-hmm. she's just like overwhelmed and he's like, you just need a hug. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the damn meme page um so i'm gonna go a little bit out on a limb and pick one that's not super obvious but the last 
proper. I didn't think about it until I listened to you guys last episode. The last proper Persebeth moment in Heroes of Olympus when they're at the end of the battles and they're just sitting and laughing and joking with each other and talking about their future and being like, oh yeah, we're going to go to college. We're going to go to college, New Rome, and we're going to finish up high school here in New York. And I'm like, oh, that's adorable. Mm -hmm. That's really cute. A loud whoop. Rick says, Percy says. (laughs) Speaking of Persebeth moments and falling into Tartarus, this is from at Bell of the Books 1618. If you could pick a different duo to go into Tartarus, who would it be? And this person said, Percy and Piper for me. Interesting. I'm trying to think of who else could survive Mm -hmm. down there. Megan. (laughs) Piper and Annabeth. That's what I was going to say. Girlfriend. <laughs> Girlfriend. I think that would be so interesting because their chapter in Blood of Olympus. When they go off on their own in uh Temple of Ares, I think. Yeah. They're like foils of one another, but they're not just like unconscious foils where they're working against each other, but they actually acknowledge and learn to work together. And I think that would be so interesting to see them. Uh and Piper needs more character development. So I think that would be good for her. <laughs> also charm speak is always useful always yeah charm speak and strategy those are not things that run out in tartarus mm. okay this is the dumbest one i don't know why this came into my head but anyone with coach hedge just anyone, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> coach hedge and clarice coach hedge uh, and clarice oh absolutely banging it out in tartarus using blunt force and blunt force alone yes. to get to the doors of death there you go. Um, Kate, you were going to say something? Um, I wanted it to be Piper and Leo just because I hate both of them. And that would have been like the greatest. I know. I know. That would have been something that would have redeemed them for me. <laughs> I thought, wait, you want to send them into Tartarus to die? That's punishment. That's what no, I thought. No, just because, That's what I thought. like, <laughs> me out. So because like the first book, they were supposed to be like the main trio with Jason. But like before Jason got to the school, they were supposed to be like best friends. But you don't really see them interact as best friends apart from in The Lost Hero. So I would have liked to see something like keep going and follow on from that. So I feel like if Jason was trying to get them back in house of hades that it would have been like a little bit more i just would have liked to see them contribute a little bit more and be more like bigger players rather than just the you know we're told that they're supposed to be the ones who kill gayer or don't kill gayer and i'm like well where's the evidence that they can even like get to that point like why do i care Mm -hmm. i I wanted percy to do it (laughs) (laughs) robert So originally I was going to give this answer as sort of a joke, but I would go with Jason and Leo. And originally the joke was going to be like, well, do, do they have to survive? Like, is that, is that necessary? <laughs> but the more I thought about it the past few minutes, I'm like, Jason and Leo going to Tartarus and going through their little quest there to get to the doors of death. Definitely you could play like an AU spin on the line uh, to storm or fire the world must fall. Like there's there's definitely a story that can be written out of if those oh, two so if those two went to Tartarus instead of Percy and Annabeth. Wait, excellent. Okay. I really think that Rick forgot that he wrote certain lines in the prophecy while he was writing like four <laughs> out of the five books. And then he only brought them back in the last book and he was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that, so I gotta put that in a little bit. But he made it work. There's a lot of temporary forgetfulness <laughs> in these five books, but in a fun way, you know, it's it's like a little little pop quiz for you, the reader. <laughs> um, building off of this this like what would we change about, you know, what goes down in these books and Robert's idea of to storm or fire, at Abby C A twenty asked, How do you think the prophecy of the seven should have been completed? Slash, if you could only mm-hmm. change one thing, what would it be? 
Yeah, Kate. So Hera had like such a hand in Jason and kind of Piper, but not really, and Leo's history before, like their childhood before coming to Camp Half-Blood. They should have been like the antithesis of the seven. They should have been like the ones who, like Luke, you could see switching over to the other side. Yeah. Like they should have been like agents of Gaia who then like had to work against that. That's what I would have changed. I would have liked to see some more like, not evilness, but like, you know, understanding of why this needs to change and why things need to happen certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would have liked that. And along with that, probably a stronger understanding of Gaia as an antagonist or of like what, what other stakes are going on. That makes sense to me. I think there's definitely an AU where Percy and Annabeth defeat Kronos, but they still are holding on to what Pan said to them way back in the day in Battle of the Labyrinth about how the world is dying and it's up to people to protect them. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like there's a world in which Grover kind of convinces Percy and Annabeth that the only way to do that is to do some kind of radical change situation in which they start to wake up Gaia. And after having seen the gods not fulfill their promise at the end of The Last Olympian, getting dark Percybeth. With some kind of like cli-fi twist coming from Grover. <laughs> Absolutely. I would like to see that happen and also to see them win. Yes! <laughs> Fanfic writers. I'm sure there are versions of that. Yeah, Robert. I'm, I'm entering my villain era. Well, but you're always on your villain arc. Listen, I would definitely take the line from the prophecy that's like an oath to mm-hmm. keep with a final breath. And I would apply it to Persebeth in some way just to make that book sadder. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they almost make it back, but then they don't. They actually stay behind to seal the doors or something. It would be a play on, like, the last words Percy said to Annabeth before they went into Tartarus, where it was like, you're not getting away from me never again. Mm -hmm. We're staying together, you know, an oath to keep with a final breath. Mm -hmm. I've read some AUs where one of them forces the other into the elevator (gasps) and sends them off before they can say no. So, like, one of them, like, intentionally stays behind. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's, it's Percy. <laughs> Percy stays behind. Percy yes, stays obvi- behind. She's obviously, like, I... personal loyalty. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie. I think Annabeth would be like fatal flock. That would be hard for her, but I think ultimately she'd accept it. I don't think Percy would be able to live without yeah, Annabeth, but I think that ultimately, at the end of the day, Annabeth would be like, okay, and like live, get on with her life. Annabeth's got other options. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly Piper. Um, You're right. Okay. <laughs> I would have liked to see everyone's fatal flaws come in more into play. Yeah. Originally, my first instinct was Leo actually dying, but that's just a personal grievance of mine. <laughs> I feel like that's a universality, Loki. I feel like everyone kind of thinks that. Even people who are fans of Leo often agree with the fact that he probably should have just stayed dead at the end. You need yeah. consequences. Yeah. I think Annabeth and Reyna are good, not foils, but like parallels, like same person, different font with um, one another with mm-hmm. the two camps. And I would have liked for that to be a larger part of the story, mm-hmm. particularly around Athena's statue and those two being, sorry, my dog is walking around and being so loud the minute I have to speak. But I would have liked for Annabeth to have to rescue the statue, but then it'd be a more active thing of her giving it to Reyna and Reyna being the one to deliver it because I think those are the two who have the vested interest in protecting their respective camps and are actually like the adults Mm -hmm. of the camps and understand and they also like know their history and know the Greek-Roman divide so I think it would have been interesting for that to be like a common choice of the respective leaders. Excellent. Little fun question from at Chloe W 16. If you had to be one of the characters, same powers, same plot, which would it be and why? 
I'm going to ask Carter first. You're going to ask me first? Yeah. I don't have an insightful answer to this. I'm just going to say Annabeth because <laughs> I just could not. I couldn't I couldn't do anybody else. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone. Yeah. Yeah, Kate. Um, Frank, because first of all, I get to be with Hazel. And then second of all, <laughs> because I could just turn myself into a bear and go on nap for six months and then come back. Respect. Respect for that. Yeah. Absolutely. I was also thinking Frank, but that was purely again because actually he has probably one of the least traumatic experiences. And also I've always wanted to shapeshift. So that's actually true. <laughs> his trauma is just his lactose intolerance. It's nothing else. I mean, there's that whole stick business that we immediately forgot I mean, about. His mom also died too. I want to turn into a bird and fly really fast. That's what I want to do. Let's go. <laughs> valid, valid. No, super valid. <laughs> Megan, are we going to go three for three on Frank? <laughs> No, I think I want to be one of the Stoll brothers because as much as I want to be a hero in my own mind and like go on these cool adventures, like I don't need more trauma. I don't want to spend that long on a boat with six other teenagers. I don't want to say they're yelling at me. I don't want any of it. I don't think in my own life. I'll just read about it. And the Stoll brothers seem like they're having the best time out of anybody at camp. I don't care which one, but just either of them. Maybe the one who who possibly dated Annabeth. Connor, I think. Yeah, Connor. I'm sorry. This is a is this a thing? A lot what? of people think that. Wait, please elaborate. <laughs> a lot of people think between when Percy's having his thing with Rachel, Rachel thing, they feel yeah. like Annabeth is having her thing with one of the Stoll brothers, and I support her having that experience. It's like mentioned in passing in the Last Olympian that she's been hanging out with Connor a little bit, as oh. like, and they're like friends, and so everybody took that. Um, I took that. And since, so I think it makes a lot of sense because given that Percy is an incredibly unreliable narrator and he has like was not paying any attention at all to Annabeth during his whole I'm going on vacation with Rachel Elizabeth there phase that it would make a lot of sense that Annabeth was, you know, <laughs> hanging out with Connor. And they were roommates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Darian. I guess I'm basic because my brand was like Percy Jackson. I want to be the hero. I'm undying. I'm loyal to a fault and I want to waterbend and that sounds great but then the mean part of my brain was like no because remember how in the last seaweed brain episode they were talking about piper and reina having that conversation and piper asked reina do you give others your strength in battle and reina says yes and piper says how do you get your strength back and the reina says when i figure it out i'll let you know and you said ouch you're reina so reina yeah <laughs> absolutely darian yeah robert I mean, I, I'm just the guy trying to do good from New York. I have to be Percy. <laughs> same, same reason I also, like, people ask oh my me. my God, I yeah. thought you were going to say Grover. <laughs> Grover would also be nice. I don't know. People, uh, same reason, like, people would be like, what's your favorite superhero? I'm like, Spider-Man. Peter I'm just the kid from Queens trying to do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So some people have main character energy here. I think mine <laughs> would have to be Will. The, this oh. is before the, the Salandro book comes out, so I may change my answer in like a year, depending on how they end up. Um, Gauge based on the trauma? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who do we think is going to die? Who do we think is going to die? Will or Nigo? Neither of them are dying. That would be a PR disaster. They're not dying. <laughs> I don't think Mark would ever do that. A little sad that we don't know Rick wouldn't, though. <laughs> No. Yeah, no, exactly. I trust Mark more than Rick. No, I don't think Rick would. I honestly don't think he would in the year 2022. I think Rick is afraid enough of the internet that he's picked up a few tricks. He learned a few things. Which one of them is supposed to be Eurydice, though? And who's supposed to be Orpheus? Oh. 
Will is Orpheus. No? Nico is going to have to be Eurydice. Are you the one with the death wish? <laughs> but I don't want either of them have to, like, save the other. I want them to both go back and forth, and they're each filling those roles interchangeably as different things happen when they have their strengths and when they both have their moments. That's good. I like that. Rick could literally just rewrite the House of Hades and change the names, and I'll be like, yep. Give it to me. <laughs> no, this is an amazing book. Excellent job. Innovative. And have Bob remember Nico. That would be the greatest. Oh. That would be everything, yeah. Well, they find Annabeth's laptop. That's all I care about. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. That's very important. Yeah. It would be so weird if they're like fighting whatever demons are in Tartarus and like Will's like, is that a laptop? And Nico's like, dude, we gotta keep fucking running. We're, we're gonna die. Um, I'm gonna answer Blackjack to this question. For obvious reasons. Hey. Blackjack goes through them shit too. My boy got shot. He survives. He survives. That's true. That's very important. <laughs> All right. This question is from at a bit of underscore light reading. And it is, what are you most excited to see, hopefully, brought to life in the new adaptation? Are we keeping this specific to the first season? I think now we're going to be talking specifically about the lightning thief, right? Unless people really feel strongly about sea of monsters or titans like those are probably also fine but i think lightning thief is probably most germane to the question yeah megan i think the tunnel of love is gonna be so funny <gasps> to see their like oh expressions God. and then like coping with that as middle schoolers because it's really so funny to, to picture and read but they are children they are tiny human beings and they're gonna be like processing their emotions um in real time and we're gonna get to it's watch gonna be so awkward <laughs> <laughs> and I just think that's going to be delightful. And I think that'll be the, not the very first moment, because obviously we'll already have like you drool in your sleep, but the first time that they're positioned as potential love interests. Um, and so whatever acting those kids do in that moment, I think is just going to be like built upon for the next decade of all of our lives. Yeah. So oh my God. And that'll be exciting. I forgot about that scene. Thank you, Megan. We've also been talking about how this is, uh, there's a lot of creative team overlap with the Mysterious Benedict Society. And Ooh. I think that that scene particularly, I feel like the visual and vibe overlap with the types of work that were done on the Mysterious Benedict Society adaptation will suit that really well. Like the level of confusion. Quick problem solving. And, and... Um, quick problem solving. The visual world you'd have to create in that situation where they're in the tunnel and you can't see anything else. And what whatever kind of like swirling things will be around them for this. Very exciting. Yeah. Just Annabeth trying to be mature when she absolutely cannot in that moment. I think it's going to be so fun. <laughs> oh my God. It's so seventh grade. That scene is really like painfully seventh grade. Oh yeah, Robert. But before I give my answer, I, I want to hurt everyone at the same time. Assuming we get a season a year starting next year, the show won't finish until, what is it? 2038. Oh, this is so rude of you. Assuming we so go all imagine, the chairs of Olympus. Yeah, I can't wait to be 41 having watched and this, this is assuming everything, by the Don't way, is done. Like all 15 books, everything's done. One a year, starting next year. Oh, that's not that bad because at that point, I'll just lay myself to rest. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be it. I also forgot what the question was because I was just thinking about that. Questions about the adaptation. What do you want right, to see? Adaptation. Honestly, I'm very, very basic. I kind of want to see the crusty scene. I don't think it's going to be <laughs> it, but if it is, I would find it funny. Also, I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, 
Annabeth is canonically like six foot tall because she <laughs> because when Krusty puts her on the bed, she's he's like, You're a little too short. The the bed's for six foot long, and she's like a little too short. So I'm like, okay, so Annabeth at 12, 13 is like rocking 5'10, 5'11. Yeah. All the demigods are like six five. Kate and Lachlan, I have no idea who raised their hand first, so Okay, I, I have two. I may have forgotten one, but we'll see. Oh, yes. Okay, my first one is when they are trying to get into the underworld and the three of them, like, we drowned in the bathtub. All three of us together. It was a large bathtub. I just think that would be very funny to see the three of them trying to, like, cheat their way in like that. And the other one is I want to see more of the Luke-Percy relationship and then the scene at the end when Luke turns on him, Percy's, like, putting all of it together. It was just, like, we're not going to talk about the movie, but just, like, I just want to see it played out a little bit longer i want to see them forming that bond mm-hmm. more and percy really trusting him and then to see that turn absolutely i can't wait to find out who's playing luke um i want the airy spot <gasps> i want the airy spot i want percy to look at him and be like i'm gonna fuck this bitch up <laughs> but i also want it to be like a little bit more even so that Percy's not wearing so much plot armor for the rest of the series. Like, mm. I want it to be like, I want there to be a consequence for him going up against a god because currently there's no like repercussion really, except for like Ares's hatred. Yeah. So I want something to happen that's like really bad from that. Or I want some like mention of because they're in the water, I want to see some visual like Poseidon is giving him some gift to make him god level so that he can go up against a literal Olympian. Because yeah, 12 year old versus Ares. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Darian? I just want to see Camp Half-Blood as a summer camp, as a place where you see it and it's not exactly how you pictured, but it captures the essence of being a kid, being 12 years old, reading these books and being like, I want to go there. I want to climb the lava rock wall. I want to play capture the flag. I want to see the cabins. I want to eat in the pavilion. I want to see Camp Half-Blood and see it be that summer camp, be that refuge. Yes. I'm not saying it has to look like the books describe it. I want it to feel like the books described it, you know? Absolutely. Just make it be the place I want to go to. And then, and then, I want this series to be so wildly successful that Disney has absolutely no choice but to create a Camp Half-Blood world at one of the theme parks. Mm-hmm. I don't know, pick one. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing that, first of all, something I'm most excited to see is Capture the Flag, just the game of it, because I think it's an extreme highlight of the first book. And it's going to be really cute to see all the kids yes. running around in this like insanely oversized armor and like the banter between Percy and Annabeth during the Capture the Flag game culminating in him getting claimed is just I think so exciting and I also want to say that Disney is probably smart enough to really hammer in the vibes of Camp Half-Blood to the point where they might not make a theme park right away but it's going to really solidify the hype you know it's like the Hogwarts hype people are going to be like I want to go to Camp Half-Blood I'm in this cabin you know the cabins are all going to be really specifically and uniquely designed the kids Mm -hmm. are all going to be really yes they're going to have a really unique vibe so that kids can be like oh I identify as whatever whatever yeah Mm -hmm. that's one thing I do want in the adaptation about the cabins and the kids is I want cabin 11 to be the most diverse cabin ever that's Hermes right Mm. yeah because it can't just be Hermes kids because in the books, a lot of the times it's like, oh, there's other kids there that aren't just Hermes kids. But I want it 
like you obviously you go into that cabin you go oh no there, there's someone here that's clearly like an athena kid yeah or like a hecate child or a nemesis child yeah i was gonna say for all of the minor gods who obviously don't have cabins they should have multiple kids who you can see that they kind of look related so like you can kind of tell that they would be yeah but they can't be claimed oh. at that point so yes well they can be claimed but they would have nowhere to go <laughs> yeah then you can like easter eggs in the background oh background casting is gonna be so exciting for this show whoever's doing the background <laughs> casting is gonna really pop off on the Hermes cabinet note, I, I I don't know how much this was talked about in the books. It's been a minute. I think it would be really nice. I would really appreciate it if they figure out who's going to play like Ethan Nakamura and yes. drop them into the Hermes cabin for the Lightning Thief. I, I, I just feel like that would really pay a lot of dividends for me. As well as like anybody else who we're going to return to later on. Miko and Bianca in the Lotus Hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Using two kids with 1940s garb just running around the background. That would be the most important Easter egg. I feel like you don't even need them to like to see their faces. You just need to see like feet. You just see like two sets of feet walking like Bianca come on this way. And then you know okay Nico coming. <laughs> I don't want that. I like sorry this is just me personally. I don't want it to be like a did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see what we did there? Did you catch it? We did it for you. I literally do want to be like, hey, you're watching this scene. There's so much happening. And there's one kid in the background, aviator jacket. And if you know, you know. And if you don't, it's fine. Did you see the Easter egg? The Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Miley Cyrus appeared in the finale dance number of High School Musical 2. And she was dancing in the background. And it was like, <laughs> did you see it? Did you see Miley Cyrus yes. in Summer's Just Begun? I'm sorry. I don't know if anyone remembered that, but that was a really big deal at the time on the Disney Channel. I 100% remember it, and I combed through that scene to find her. <laughs> yes, to find where she was. <laughs> I will say one more, is that I'm just so excited to see age-appropriate kids. Like In a way, also, I just like the level of darkness of the whole series. Because like, you read, like, oh, whatever, it's kids, like it's fine. But then you see the 12-year-old fighting against all these monsters, these grown adults trying to murder him. Like, mm-hmm, oh, wait, yeah. this is actually pretty yeah. horrifying. It'll add a whole new level. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, gosh, guys, I'm so excited. I can't wait to find out more about these casting announcements because it seems a little bit like they're kind of announcing it as they go because they know that something will be leaked once the actors arrive on set. So the way that they announced pretty much all the adults for the pilot episode, you know, I think that just over the next couple months, we're just going to get a lot of small announcements every couple weeks, which is so exciting. (laughs) All right. I think it's time for some competition. Is everybody is everybody ready? Is everybody seated? Is everybody getting their brains working? Take a sip of coffee. Cursors on the Cursors. raised hand buttons. <laughs> My brain has not oh, no. worked since about 10 in the morning. So <laughs> Owen is doing the Macarena. So it seems like he's ready. <laughs> I think that I kind of set these up so that they're in order of the series so that we could they're start from order. Lost Hero yeah. to Blood of Olympus. Let's go through it in order. All right. Is everyone ready for the first question? Okay. So what is the name of Jason, Piper, and Leo's mortal school? Lachlan! Okay. The Wilderness School. Ding, ding, ding. Yay! Okay. The Wilderness School was correct. Excellent. They're only going to get harder. So (laughs) I blocked out the last hero. Oh, no. (laughs) Us too. Exactly. As you should. As you should. Am I reading all of them? Are we going to alternate? We'll alternate. Okay. What is the name of the wind spirit who attacks Jason during The Lost Hero, who Jason later uses to help him breathe underwater during bro time? K. 
Kate. Kate? No, I was going to say Tempest, but that's not it. <laughs> oh, okay. Lachlan? I was going to do the same thing, and I don't know why I'm clicking the hand again. <laughs> oh, Darian. I have Venti in my head, so I'm just going to say it. That is the name of what the wind spirits are. They're Venti. But do we know, remember the name that he uses to be undercover? Nope. Tempest is one of the other Venti, but this is a different one. Like, one of the Venti is just an antagonist at the very beginning of this book, and then we don't meet it, him, I guess, again, until book five blood of olympus underwater is it ryan ryan is close it's the same vibe megan i don't know the exact name i just know that it is a guy that hits on piper right for like 15 minutes yes that's correct that does happen (laughs) all right should we tell them no i remember his name i remember his name lachlan it's dylan Dylan! (laughs) as soon as megan said that i was like yes next question in what city do Jason, Piper, and Leo come across the Cyclops family in The Lost Hero? Robert. Detroit. That's yes. correct. Yes. Can you name one of the Cyclopses in that family? Or all three. Or all three. I think Darian was first. Ma Gasket? Yes. That's the that's mother. One. Does anyone know the name of the two children? <laughs> Probably not. These <laughs> names are pretty obscure. <laughs> I had felt like I had never seen it in my life. Wait, Owen. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> Super close, honestly. The answer is sump and torque. <laughs> All right. Our next question. We're moving on to the next book. In the Son of Neptune, who runs the ROFL co-op? The organic food, the healthy alternative lifestyle shop. Was it Meg first? Maybe? I think it was Darian. Was it Darian? Okay. Yes. It's, uh... oh, God. No, 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 no. It's Iris the Rainbow Goddess. Yes. It is Iris the Rainbow Goddess. That's correct. I almost said Raya, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Next question. We are in the Son of Neptune still. Mars tells Frank that his ancestor, whose name I won't pronounce, had the power to transform into a swarm of bees. What animal could his next ancestor, Seneca Gracchus, transform into? Robert. A dragon? Yeah. That's correct. It is a dragon. Next question. <laughs> On the day Hazel remembers as the happiest of her life, after her mom sold their first precious gemstone, what gift did her mother buy her? This is really stretching it because I think they talked about this a lot earlier and then kind of didn't follow up on this hobby. Uh, Megan, is it art supplies? It is art supplies. Do you want to be more specific? <laughs> is it paint? No, but that's okay. We'll still give it to you. <laughs> Lachlan, do you know what it is? Color pencils. No, it's crayons, but that's okay. <laughs> Megan, you get that point. Crayons, that's a terrible gift for her nearly middle school daughter. Sorry, I won't. Her mom went through enough. You're doing your best, Marie. It's okay. Marie, I, Marie's doing her best. I'm sorry. I was going to ask if anyone remembered what gift Marie bought herself, but I felt like that was too obscure. It was champagne and beignets because, of course, New Orleans. We're moving on. What chilling image does Annabeth see depicted on the grand tapestry in Arachne's lair? Darian. Darian. Uh, it's her and Percy kissing under the water. Yes! That's it. Oh, it's God. So I forgot almost about that moment until I was, you know, coming up with these trivia questions. And it is literally so freaky. So scary. Else here, watch Elementary on CBS. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Who didn't? Do you all remember the moment where in the season two where they visit Moriarty in prison? And you see this gigantic painting of Joan Watson right in the back. And it's like the only decoration. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the energy. People, I don't know if anyone (laughs) would possibly watch the show. It's an old network TV show. And I think people have forgotten about those. But it's good 
there's like eight seasons or something. There are eight seasons. Lucy Liu wears some fucking outfits on that show. <laughs> Everyone should, at the very least, Google them and see what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what angle the tapestry was like made from like are they looking up are they looking down i love that even the gods thought that that was iconic and worth <laughs> memorializing <laughs> they ship persebeth oh right 100 ships persebeth are you kidding me absolutely <laughs> biggest fangirl all right in the mark of athena who says to leo quote and as for you child of fire your worst hardships are yet to come you will always be an outsider has someone guessed it yet oh, um, i think robert robert was, was first but first... finished the quote you will always be the outsider, the seventh wheel. You will not find a place among your brethren. Soon you will face a problem you cannot solve. Though I could help you for a price. Derry? Robert. It, that's Nemesis. It is Nemesis. For a price? Derry? <laughs> it was actually Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> I would believe it. We're all doing the, the raising one hand, raising the other hand in the twist gesture. because Derry? Because once upon a time. Very good. <laughs> Listen to our other podcast entering Storybrooke. Okay. Yes. I think Rumpelstiltskin is a child of Nemesis. Ooh. For sure. Okay. Next question. What does Bob say to Percy and Annabeth before sending them through the doors of death? This must be word perfect. Okay. It was Robert, then Darian, then Lachlan, I think. Go ahead, Robert. Damn. I didn't realize we were playing by family feud rules. You have to do word, word specific, word for word. This one has to be word perfect. Tell the stars I say hello. Very close. Darius. Yeah, I know. I'm missing a line. I'm missing a word. Is it tell the stars hello for me? Close. Lachlan? Tell the stars I said hello. Owen? Is it the moon and stars? Like, it just says the whole sky in general. Mm-mm. Closer. Closer. Okay. Shall, I, shall I say it? Say you guys it, were say all it. really, really close. It's tell the sun and stars hello for me. Sun and stars. Oh. Damn it. I wouldn't have gotten that. Sun and stars. Beautiful line, though. No, me either. I forgot that that's what it was. <laughs> just being pedant. The sun is a star, Bob. No, it, <laughs> it matters because he doesn't just miss the day or the night. He misses the sky and the seasons and the change and everything that it means to be out of Tartarus. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's the sun it's, and the stars that is it's important. It's symbolic about him wanting his freedom, but also fuck this guy. The sun's a star. Wow. Hot take. You heard it here first. <laughs> We have a Bob hater. <laughs> For the next question, we do not require actually exact accuracy. A nickname works fine. Who is the storm goddess daughter of Poseidon who is left behind in Greece? Darian. Kim. It is Kim. Yeah. Accept that answer. Kim <laughs> I want to shout out also our listener at Quinn.Odono who asked when I was asking for discussion questions, what's the total number of mispronounced names you guys did from the Heroes of Olympus? <laughs> Rude. We're moving forward again. In the Blood of Olympus, which demigod is described as having arms, quote, as thick as bazooka barrels? Owen. Owen, let's go. Wait, could you repeat that? Wait, we can't we couldn't hear you. Frank, Frank, Frank. It is not Frank. Kate. I just want to say Raina. <laughs> it's not that. It should have been. It is though. not. It should have been, though. Points. <laughs> Megan. I just realized this is the wrong book, but I was thinking it was um, the rainbow goddess, Iris's son. Oh, Who Butch? makes a brief cameo. Yeah, Butch, but it's not, is it? That's a good guess. It might as well be. Yeah. Um, Lachlan? I'm just going to guess Dakota randomly. Closer. I don't think Dakota's ripped, but that, that's the right. <laughs> that's closer. Know. Dakota's drinking all that Kool-Aid. I think Darian is next. Wait, ah. 
I know who it is. I just can't remember the character's name. Can you give us like other details, like godly parent, camp? It's Nico. He's a child of <laughs> Venus. I'm pretty sure he's the demigod from Hawaii. That's correct. Is it? That's all correct. We'll give you the credit. Mike. It is Mike. It's Mike. It is Mike. Yay! He is the demigod from Hilo, Hawaii. Mike Kahale. He was discovered on the Hilo High football team. He's got a dove tattoo. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, next question. Oh, this is very important. In what city uh, do Coach Hedge and Nico get matching tropical shirts? Darian. Oh, God, I hope I'm right. San Juan? Yes. That's correct. Oh, thank God. We're closing in here on our final, our final round. So who is Cecil's godly parent? Darian. It's Hypnos. No? Wait, is it? Wait, wait. I think you are actually... <laughs> Correct. I'm correct. Oh, it's Hypnos. Okay. Out of sleep. I was thinking of it was Hermes, but Cecil. No, I think it's is, not Hermes. The Hypnos one. Because he's the one that gives Nico the shows him the dream of the meeting. It's not Clovis. No, Wait, no, right, no, 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 no. We're right. Nope, my bad. Sorry. That was Clovis. It is Hermes. Sorry, gang. Cecil Markowitz. Yeah, Cecil runs around and messes up the onagers. Oh yeah, and I was stuff like I that. was on that episode. <laughs> 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 Which is why I was so convinced that I knew who it was. All right, next question. We're getting close to the end. What is the name of the giant created to counter the fates? Unfate. This was my favorite giant. Yeah, I remember. Darian? I know I'm right this time. It's Thune. Thune! It is! Because I can That's hear correct. Erica saying it in my head. Thune! <laughs> yes. If anyone thinks that they can name all the giants in like, you know, 20 seconds... Please take a run at it. Anybody? All? How about one? Or like, if you can get it to like seven or something, we'll be super impressed. The only one I know is Enceladus to this day. So Enceladus? Robert? There's Hippolytus. <laughs> I can't pronounce all of them. This much I know. There's Otis and Ephialtes. Yeah. That's yes. one. Who's the one that uh, Reyna fights? Fuck, uh, Orion. There's Orion. Good one. Right. Uh, which one's the Robert, one that's... Name the two we just said. Which two did we just say? I already <laughs> forgot. Enceladus and Thune are bonus. Polybotus, yeah. Yeah. Polybides. Polybides, whatever. I, I, there, there was a Camp Half-Pod joke where they called them polyboats, and I like that. Um, Many boats. Oh, God. Who's the Hades guy? It's like Al... Al... Alkaline or something. No, no, no. Uh, Al. Is it Alcyonius? Alcyonius. Yeah, there we go. Nice. That's what, that's six. What are we up to? Who's the last one? I don't know. Is Porphyrian one? Yeah, that's correct. That's the Zeus one. My brain is working maximum overdrive. Um, (laughs) We haven't done the anti-Aries. Oh, anti-Aries. I remember he was like, it's, it sounds like damsel. Damison, Damison. There we go. Damison. Yeah. I think that was all seven. I think that was all seven. Woo! That was seven. Nice that is really impressive. Robert, you get 100 points. <laughs> I, I was racking my brain so badly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it's almost right. like making making memes for like three different podcasts that are talking about the Giants actually works <laughs> in my favor. I think that, I think Darian <laughs> is in the lead right currently, but Robert and Lachlan are also doing really well. Um, okay. Who says, my people were the original Athenians? The Gemini. This is probably so wrong, but is it Otis? No, that is, it is the giant. Not. But good, good guess, yeah. Robert. I I don't remember. This is just going to give the answer to someone else if it helps. I, I, it's the, it's those lizard people, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. those are I, the Gemini. They have like yeah. snake tails. 
King Theseus. <laughs> He's the anti-King Theseus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The answer is King Kekrops. Ah, it's okay. That was a hard one. That's fine. <laughs> oh, as in like the first king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The half snake guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Carter. <laughs> Which member of the seven says, we're not going to go all Hunger Games on each other. Isn't going to happen. And to which goddess? Yeah, they're saying it to a goddess. Megan. So I'm guessing that this is when they have to fight because of Nike. That's the goddess. So is it Leo? That's correct. Yeah! Woohoo! If somebody makes a pop culture reference in Heroes of Olympus, there's a 90% chance it's Leo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would yeah. say Leo or Percy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two I was between. All right, who says, and to whom, you cling to the fantasy that you can make your enemies love you? Who says this, and to whom? Robert. Robert. I know, wait, and wait, that enemy is, I, th- I believe it's said to Nico, isn't it? Mm-mm. It is not. Darian, do you want to swing at it? Orion says it to Reyna. <gasps> yes! Yeah! That's, That's what true. it was. Good one, Darian. I did really good at this so far. I'm very proud. Sorry. It just No, you're honestly Yay. slaying. It's kind of scary. <laughs> I really wanted to include this question. <laughs> Rank the characters in the house of, uh, in the Heroes of Olympus, rather, by number of chapters in their POV. Oh, shit. So nine people have chapters in their perspectives. If you can give us a rank, what, what if, is this, I feel we should Final Jeopardy do this. And like everyone writes down a ranking <laughs> and whoever's the closest gets yes. it. Is it over the course of all five books? All five books, yes. Oh, God. We're, we're not counting first five. You know, like, Percy is not... <laughs> those are not all Percy chapters. And, and if you can even get the most and then the second most POVs, I think that that'll give you a couple points. <laughs> uh... I'll give you a countdown 30 seconds from now. I hope that people are playing along at home, by the way. So if you are, make sure you're writing down your rankings. <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh, I need to remember. Uh, fuck, what's to be honest, when I was doing this, oh, I was pretty actually, sure I knew what the uh... answer was. And I think I got the first two switched at first, which yeah. was really embarrassing for me. But um... Carter literally made an entire chart table here. I was wondering if you copy-pasted this from the internet, but it looks like apparently no. I Carter did not. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> All right, I have I have my list. You said there are nine people that have POVs. Nine people have POVs, correct. Who has the ninth? <laughs> Don't forget about Nico and Reyna. Are we putting in the chat? Mm-hmm. You can put them in the chat, sure. Oh, yeah. I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. Ten, nine, eight, oh, seven, God. six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, All right. righty. We can preface by saying that I think the person who's closest is Lachlan, probably. Yes. The correct answer is Percy at number one. Damn it. Very surprising. I had Percy at four. (laughs) And Jason is only number three. Oh. The second person with the most POVs is Leo Valdez. Mm. Oh, so I I switched my It goes number one, Percy. Number two, Leo. Number three, Piper. Uh, yeah, I was I was yeah. having Piper pie. That's right, because Piper and Leo both have POVs in Mark of Athena, and Jason does not. Mm-hmm. Um, Good, mm. which is like Jay the big difference maker. Then it's Jason. Then we go Hazel. Then Frank. Actually, mm. Jason, and, and then, then finally. Annabeth. Sorry, then Annabeth. Hazel Frank. <laughs> and Annabeth, finally, Hazel Frank, and then Nico. Nico then Reyna. Reyna. I was super off. 
This is really interesting. People, I guess, like dragged through the Jason chapters is what I'm getting out of looking at these. <laughs> like, so like, they felt like they took a long time to everybody. <laughs> I think a lot of people blame Jason for the lost hero being so hard to get through. And so we're like, he did not shut up throughout this. Well, series. he also started the first and last book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, excellent work. We have two final bonus questions regarding our podcast. Um, and if you can win these, <laughs> one might, might, the last one maybe, maybe will take the lot. But the first of which is the lore of Seaweed Brain podcast. What plot point in the Heroes of Olympus <laughs> did Carter spoil for Erica and where did it happen? Robert. I got this. Uh, when Nico gets outed by Cupid to Jason. And where, in what physical space, did Carter ruin In us? a library, if I recall? It, it is a library! library. <laughs> Damn! Damn! <Yeah>. Okay. Wow. <laughs> the low-volume group study section of the library. Um, Cook Library. Shout out to you. So did you did you the thing where like you open your mouth to scream, you have to hold it in, you walk outside, <laughs> and then you unleash the scream? I probably like physically pushed Carter over, honestly. <laughs> The reason it's so set in my memory is because I made a meme about it. Ah, uh, yes. Well, this is the last one. Whoever can correctly answer this question possibly will win the we whole game. We can let multiple people get points on this, but um, yeah. There is a right answer. <laughs> Everyone who gets the answer correct can get points. Um, the question is, is Persebat the greatest love story ever told? <laughs> We're going to go in order and you get one word to answer. Darian. Yes. <laughs> Kate. Kate's frozen. Oh, answers in the chat. We got a yes. Megan. No for me. Boo, so no sorry. points for Megan. Megan gets no points. It's too straight. It's too straight. They're both bisexual. <laughs> Lachlan. I'm going to say maybe. No points. Robert. <laughs> Robert. Uh, yes. And Owen. I need to get at least one point, so it's a yes for me. You <laughs> 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 And that's how you bully people on the podcast. <laughs> okay, but did I win? Yes. So I'm going to do a quick scroll here, a very specific da 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 da, mental math, mental math. I do believe that the undisputed winner is Darian. Ah! Shout out to you, Queen. Applause, applause. I think that a second place tie is going to have to be between Robert and Lachlan, but I think Robert's going to take second place due to their final answer of yes <laughs> yeah i was gonna say robert definitely answered more questions correctly than me and therefore they would automatically get second but if you want to call me out because i do think now. that lachlan and megan are getting negative points and so they both lose <laughs> all i'm saying is i can't say a flat out yes as long as pride and prejudice exists and i stand by that that's fine Ooh. i respect how do you I feel about the multitude of new pride and prejudice adaptations this is coming out just after one I... dropped did you watch it do you have feelings about it I have not watched it yet because I was trying to get prepared for my new job that I started today. Very well. Um, Congrats. <laughs> so it's on my list of things to do this weekend when I have not 11-hour days. Oof. Oof. Erica, you've also seen Dickinson, right? Oh, yes. Boy, have I ever watched okay. Dickinson lately. Because <laughs> Emily and Sue would be my answer. Are you kidding me? That is such a toxic relationship. Sue is the worst. Damn, Megan. In real life. In real life. Oh, yeah. I mean, in real life, the historical relationship between the two of them was, you know, I'm sure very beautiful. 
uh, now that I have been uh, bestowed victory and it can't be taken away from me, can I give my real answer that I was so cruelly denied being yes. able to give on the podcast? This is the most important thing tonight is that um, we forgot to ask Darian and DJ when they were guests on our show what their answer to this was. So we have to all give Darian about 20 minutes of silence here to speak her piece. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I will provide DJ's answer because we discussed it when we were talking about us being on Sweetie Brain and I explained to him like, oh, this is the premise. They really focus on like person best stuff. And at the end, they asked new guests, is it the best love story ever told? To which he just said, yes, of course. And to which I said, Aww. well, it's pretty good, but it's not Magnus and Alec Lightwood from Shadowhunters. So that's a strong. Okay. We haven't heard that one yet. I don't believe on this podcast. You haven't. I've listened to every episode. I think we've probably mentioned on the air several times that one of the very special episodes that's been circling in the ether for a good while is, is just getting people's answers to this question, taking seriously alternatives with um, a little bit less bullying, but also still <laughs> a healthy amount of bullying. If people say things that we don't like, of course. <laughs> Sorry, Kate, did you want to chime in? Um, my computer just like died when you asked that question. There was so much happening. Um, but fuck yes, Perspect is the best love story to talk about. Yay. Yes, we needed the audio. Very important. <laughs> Yay. Well, everyone, I have to say a big thank you for coming here, joining us. And everybody, let's give a big round of applause to Darian for being the smartest, most beautiful <laughs> Percy Jackson podcaster this evening. Um, most talented, most deserving of love and praise. <laughs> Podcast at Poseidon, come check it out. We will link everybody's podcasts here in our show notes so that you can go and check them out, especially because we are going to come up on a little bit of a summer break here for a little preview Ooh. of what's to come. We've got a very special episode interview coming out after this with our queen, Gracie Kim, on her upcoming sequel, The Last wow. Fallen Moon. And then we'll be taking a short summer break before embarking on season three of our podcast we will be covering trials of apollo and magnus chase in chronological order one book per episode with new and returning guest chairs and then we will be looking forward to season four in which we will be transitioning to television yay Please, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, if you enjoyed listening to these folks' podcasts, give us all a nice five-star rating, a nice written review. It really helps us out and also massively boosts our ego. <laughs> I think that's all I have to say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks so much to all. And answering honestly and not being pressured at all into the correct answer. <laughs> thank you for seeing me, Brain, for two years. Woo, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you. Here's to another 15 with the show. <laughs> Yeah, six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. You guys, when we're forty. Oh my god! Imagine when we're fifty and they cut the ribbon. And they cut the ribbon on the <laughs> theme park. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're all fifty. They cut the ribbon on the theme park. We all walk in holding hands, a single tear from all of our eyes. Like we did it. <laughs> we did it. We bullied Disney into giving us this part. And then it freeze frames, like at the end of Breakfast Club. Don't you <laughs> forget <laughs> about me? Woo! It has to be a Hillary Duff song. So yesterday. Well, we'll see you guys at the theme park opening. If they waited 10 years for the Avatar theme park, they can do this for us too. Period. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good night, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>